Welcome to Completely Healed Podcast. I'm Joanna. Now, if this is your first time, I welcome you. But if you have been rocking with me since episode one, season one, then welcome back, friend. I'm so happy that you are here. This podcast is geared toward women so that they may completely heal, be filled with grace, love, and mercy. This podcast is geared towards people who want to see the glory of God revealed through them. If that's you, you're in the right place. I am recording daily, if not weekly, on everyday topics, random questions that come to mind that no one has taken the time to truly answer. I'm honest, I'm loving, and I'm here to help you completely heal. Stay tuned for the next episode. Now starting. always talk about in the beginning like this one is going to be ah because I'm I'm what I'm learning is that I I'm going what I'm going through is for not just for me but it's for a nation and nations to come and generations to come and I want to invite you into this moment this real life lesson that I'm experiencing right now so during this season of my life and I noticed that I'm not the only one uh you go through things where it's like why isn't this changing in spite of my best efforts, in spite of me praying, in spite of me fasting and doing everything, this is more than just a thorn in my side, Lord. Why am I going through this situation? Why Why is this pattern continues to repeat itself no matter what job I enter into or a new relationship? I'm always meeting the same outcome. Lord, what is going on? And it goes more than just count it all joy when you fall into various divers. <laughs> divers temptations and trials and all of these things because I'm like Lord this hurts and the life lesson that God has given me recently is I know it hurts but I'm not removing this cup from you because this is my portion for you oh when I tell you I wept like a baby I wept like a baby I knelt down I I could smell blood in my nostrils but it didn't drop it was not a drop of blood but I could smell blood in my nostrils um, if that makes sense, like, you know how you can smell like, Ooh, I have a nosebleed and I checked myself and there was no nosebleed. It, the wounds that is being inflicted right now. And the reason why it, it can't scar and heal is because I keep picking at them. And God's like, you keep rehearsing your story. You keep telling your story of what's going on in your testimony and you haven't overcame it yet. This isn't a, <laughs> this isn't a scar testimonies are scars this is a wound for you it's fresh and let it heal and you have to nurse it and let me nurse it and the the irony of that is like I'm a nurse and I know how to treat wounds but my own oh oh my own ah having a conversation with my brother and I love him I oh conversation with my brother my mother um those two are are so close to me and near to me and I truly do value not just their opinion but their guidance and their wisdom and going and seeking like, Lord, what can you teach me through this person? And my family is so passionate. Sometimes people misunderstand our level of communication. We give a lot of tough love, but we love you. It's tough, but we love you. It produces something within you and it's resilience and perseverance and the ability to withstand any circumstance. And it's made us independent. And for some people it's threatening because it's like, well, how 
You know what I mean? Like you go through this, but it never shows on your face. And I'm careful with that because I'm like, Lord, I don't want to be callous. I don't want to come off as rude, but you have, you've, you've raised me to be tough, to have tough skin because of the, and what you notice about, I want you to think about, this is going to be passionate. We're in the black history month and I'm getting ready to talk about some very graphic things. And I hope that you're able to receive them. When you think about slavery being beaten on your back, People, you have to understand the message that slavery impacted with black people and why we're so resilient and why we're so tough and why we're not easily intimidated for the most part of this culture, why we're not easily intimidated, but people are intimidated by us. Look what we had to go through. Being taken from our own homes and forced and raped and beaten and bruised and deciding to take our own lives because it was better to be, you know, die free than to die a slave. But the people that persevered, if you think about the Holocaust, the people that that left and, and the people that left, like Albert Einstein, he left. He was given an option. Hey, it, it, Hitler said that if you're going to stay, hey, this is what we're about to do. And I'm going to give you an option to leave, leave. But there was a lot of people that, that didn't take him seriously. And there's a lot of people that did. And there was a lot of things. I'm not pacifying anything. But he was anointed. Yeah, Hitler was anointed for a purpose. You think everything that God has for someone is always going to be great and good? There's prophets whose mouths were filled with hurtful things because the truth hurts. You will never know what God's intentional purpose are. You don't know why God is inflicting you. You don't know. But scripture says it pleases God. The infliction pleases God. Not that he wants it. Not that he's gunning for it. Not that he's going to, you know, everyone's going to be able to. Everyone has a crushing season. Everyone has a crushing period in their life. Everyone, they call it seasons, a period, a time, a life, whatever you want to, you want to do it. But the crushing doesn't last always. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. The present suffering doesn't compare to the glory that shall be revealed it, it's, it's, oh, this is painful. It's painful. And God says, I'm going to comfort you. I have a comforter for you. Seek me. This is why drugs never worked. This is why sex never worked. Masturbation never worked. Alcohol never worked. Um, polyamorous relationships never worked. Money doesn't work. When you go through this type of affliction, there is no running from God. You can't run from God. Where are you going to go? The ability to be submitted to God, even unto death. And the conversation I just had with my brother was, I said, I said, Juwan, I never, I've always read and I thought I understood what he meant when he said, as Christ suffered, so will you. And to, 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 to say, Lord, raise me up, show me something new, increase my level of faith. You don't know what you're asking. You think it's all the glitz and the glam and thinking that, oh, it's a new level of money. Oh, I'm going from a thousandaire to a millionaire. I'm going from being homeless to a home. You don't know what you're asking. Because I guarantee you, when you want to do the things, but you can't do it, you want to you want to have a home, but you don't have the finances to get it. You want the marriage, but no one is paying attention to you. And you know, you fine. You look good. You, you, you don't your breath don't stink. You got it going on. You got some junk in the trunk. You, you, you know what I mean? Like you, you, you like, Lord, am I the problem? 
No, you, you're not the problem, but I'm breaking you. I'm molding you. You're being disciplined. You're being conditioned. And this will require scars. No, I don't want this for you. I'd rather you not go through this, but this is the only way where I can get through to you. It requires humility, a deeper level of humility. So where you are and you're like, Lord, raise me up. I'm going to do something and it's going to require you to be humble. I'm going to lift you up, but it requires you to be sunken a little bit lower. How would you be able to know when the Lord is going to lift you up if you've never been to the lowest point that you've ever existed? And there's a there's a colloquialism that says, you know, new levels, new devils. You want to overtake? You want to do this? You want to walk with this kind of power and this kind of authority? I will break you. I'm the potter. You're the clay. I'm God. How can you... How can you, and, 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 and this is the moment where it's like, everyone talks about Job. Everyone talks about a Job season, Job. And it's, it's all playing into the same story. What did Job go through? He had everything. In this day and age, Job had everything and God allowed it to be taken away. Everything but his life. So when we think about cancer, when we think about diseases, when we think about addiction, when we think about uh, poverty, when we think about prosperity and love and having all of these things and uh, the wife and the marriage and the friends and all these things, what happens when God takes everything away? Then will you praise him? And you can say yes to your blue in the face, but you will have to take an account and you will be tested on that very thing. You will be tried on that very thing where it seems like you're going through a fire and you are. That's why it hurts. It burns. It hurts. And I was telling my brother, I said, you know, going through something for just one time, it's okay. You go from being poked to, all right, okay, you poking me, you poking the bear to now I'm being stabbed. Now my flesh feels like it's being torn apart. My heart. And I said, Jawan, I've never, I'm trying not to get emotional, but I said, I've never gone through a heart circumcision like this with no anesthetist, with no anesthesiologist, with no anesthesiologist, with no sedation. And God is saying, I am your comforter. You will do these things through me. You will be resilient through me. I am your only way out. When God says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, he meant it. You're not getting through your next level without surrendering everything. Your ideas, your wants, your desires. Um, I've recently went through something on on the job and I'm expecting an outcome. I'm like, oh, I want this person fired, Lord. What they're doing to me and God's like, you're not going to get this outcome that you think that you are. I'm like, Lord, what do you mean? What do you mean? This person wronged me. I know. I allowed it. What? Do you trust me? Yeah, Lord. I do trust you. Do all things work for your good? Yes. Why are you insisting on your own way? Oh, am I? Yes. Because I said I'm not removing this person. This person is, 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 is appointed and anointed for a reason. She's fulfilling a purpose right now. So you trying to get her out of the way, you're fighting me. Do you know the pill I had to swallow? That was so hard to swallow. Where I'm like, Lord, but she's hurting me. I know. 
She's serving a purpose. How do you want me to proceed? Love her. How? How? She's unlovable. This is the test. It's, it's causing me to revert back to scripture. It's causing me to, Jesus, how did you love them? He prayed for them. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. He learned how to choose his battles. He learned who to, what to speak to and, and who to speak to and what to say and what to ignore. And when you're reading it, it seems so simple. But when you have to live it. Mm. What do you do when you're standing in the midst of your accusers and they're coming up with all kind of lies? What do you do? Because your first reaction, and I'm going to tell you mine, was to defend my name. God said, the glory is not in your name. The glory is in my name. In order for my glory to be revealed unto you, you have to die. Heavy. Heavy. This is, this, this, this is heavy. And I, oh, Jesus. I'm like, I, this is what I've tried to avoid. And he's like, I know. Now you can't run. And now you're going to do it without drugs. Now you're going to do it without alcohol. Now you're going to do it without masturbation and pornography and all the things that you ran to that would bring you comfort, but only for a moment, only for a second that kept you in this loop. Now you're going to have to face me. (sighs) Have you ever had to face God? Have you really ever had to face God? You're not going to win. So what do you do? Lay your life down. Lord, I do lay my life down. You complain. You're complaining the whole way through instead of saying, Lord, yet you slay me. I will trust you. Y'all not hearing me. It's so easy to give advice to someone else when you've, you've, <laughs> you haven't lived it yet. Have you lived through your suffering and had to make amends with those that have caused infliction on you? And you still have to serve them and not disrespect them and honor them. Hmm. It's a test. Loving the unlovable. Loving those that seem unlovable is the hardest thing you will ever have to do. And everyone has to go through it. Who is a friend? A friend is someone that lays down his life for another. How can you call yourself a friend of Jesus? Because that's what Jesus did. He laid down his life. Even for those that didn't like him, for those that persecuted him, those who wronged him when he did nothing wrong. And you know you're not blameless. You know you got an attitude problem. You know you want to pop off on people sometimes. You know that. And I, I, I've had to have a self-reflection moment and, and say, Lord... I, 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 I'm the, I, I think I'm the problem here. I know that I, I, I've done wrong and I know that I'm trying to live peacefully, peacefully and peaceably <laughs> with everything and through everything. But this, I've never came against this before. This seems like an immovable force, but do you trust me? <sighs> what do you do? Surrender and hold your tongue when it's when God says, be still and know that I'm God. Hold your tongue. That's the hard part. 
God bless you. You're ripping the flesh off of me. God bless you. You're throwing dirt on my name. God bless you. They're, they're burying you. And there is a prophet passion spoke about this one time during a, a, a Hava women's conference. And he spoke about when people throw dirt on your name, let them. I've even said this, even planted, not buried, which is our, our, our company, the one that is connected, the one that is powered by, uh, powered for <laughs> the one completely not completely healed podcast is powered by is planted, not buried. The company that talks about your, your planted you're not buried. Planting requires dirt and soil and filth and feces, typically soil, some kind of soil. And if you're on a farm, it's usually some kind of feces, manure, something like that. People will throw things on you. They will defile you, but you're growing and your roots are getting deeper. And the tree grows beyond the grass. The roots grow beyond the grass because the grass is on the surface level. And yes, the grass can cover various fields. Don't get me wrong, but the tree passes its shadow on the grass. The tree goes to a height that the grass can never obtain or reach to. And I didn't understand what God was doing. And I don't, I'm like, okay, that part of me is dead. So why are you reacting? I thought it died. It didn't. You're still getting offended which lets you know your flesh is still very alive and active. You want to pass from flesh to spirit? You want to get out of this realm of men? Die right here. Let it go. Let them talk about you. And I, 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 even when my brother has said it like a few moments ago, I'm like, what do you mean? Like, ah, it's hard. Like, yes, I know I have to do it, but it's painful. And I, I, I broke down in tears and I'm like, I've, I've never went and I've never experienced this, this type of pain before where I don't know what to say to God anymore, except for I trust you. There's nothing that I could say except I'm sorry and forgive me. And please don't let seeds of bitterness, hate or anger reside in me. Because I know what you're doing is beautiful and I know this is working for my good and I may not see it now. I may not recognize what you're doing now. But oh God, you will. And you will soon. And it reminds me of the story of Hagar, the faithful servant, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that was doing what was right and pleasing unto God and still threatened with death and being tossed in the fire. And they said, hey, our God is faithful. And our God will rescue us. But even if he doesn't, we will never serve you. We're not going to bow down to you. Let me not say we're not going to serve you. We will never bow down to you. We're not going to change our ways. We're not going to curse God. Ah. When Job was, was being persecuted. And things being ripped away from him and all of these things. And and his wife telling him to curse God and die. The friend saying, you must have done something wrong. How many times have you gone through something and you're like, oh, you're doing something. It's got to be you. So you mean tell me you you didn't do anything? No. I know it's some ways about me. I know I'm not perfect, but I'm, I'm not that to deserve this. When the affliction of God comes upon you, it's heavy. It's not no, oh, my car just won't start. No, 
It is pain like you have never felt before. And you will not wish that on your worst enemy. Pain. The reason why God loves sacrifice and he honors sacrifice is because the sacrifice is painful. It's a choice to do the wrong. It's the wrong thing. It's the choice to do the right thing in the midst of being wronged. And I was telling my brother, I said, it'd be so easy for me to go and roll a blunt right now. And to, and to think that I'm going to smoke my problems away and to, to, to tip back into the world and to handle things the way that the world is. I can't do that. It would be so easy for me. And I was like, I'm honestly, I'm just so sick of complaining and rehearsing my, my pain. I'm tired of it. I just want to heal. And God says, stop picking at the wound. I'm like, Lord, when is the lashing going to be over? Go through it. I will let I'm. I'm not going to tell you how long this is going to last because you will quit before you start. What I require from you is to keep going and to keep trusting me and to keep walking. You walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, it may seem like this is never going to end, but it will. Push, persevere, push through it. It's going to require you to push through it. You want to get through the next door? This door is heavy. You're not going to just going to fling this door open. Push the door open. Sometimes I've, I've always wanted uh, just a, a, a revolving door. Lord, just let me come up to the door and let them be open. No, 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 no. Doors that are heavy. Oh, baby, you're not just going to just slide through this door. Push it open. It's already unlocked. That was God's responsibility. Unlock. But to push it open. Yeah, that's up to you. Everything that you want, everything that you're going through, the crushing, the pain, even going through the poverty. You mean to tell me you've been giving this far? You've been making sacrifices, sowing thousand dollar seeds and all these things and God's not moving it. You've been going to prophetic churches and all of these things and God's saying, don't speak to her. Don't open your mouth concerning this. I'm working on her. I'm doing this. Do you know how easy it is for for a prophet of God? I mean, a true prophet of God, a true man or woman of God to bless you and you're blessed. But what happens when God says, don't you touch them? Get out of the way. Because I'm doing this. That's why they won't come to you. Mm. There are some things, some there's some times that you will go through that no one can help you because God himself is afflicting you. Don't even try to bring someone along with you because they're going to be tarnished and ruined the same time that they're trying to help you. Why? Because God's doing this through you. If it's not, if it, the person is not meant to withstand the fire, don't bring that person along. Don't bring, don't try to find comfort in your friends because they may say something to you. They may help a little bit, but just like Job's friends trying to give them advice, this is what you do at the end. Was Job comforted? No, only God. And when God, uh, when, when, first of all, God did bless Job beyond what he had lost, but all God, God also questioned Job and said, and you're going to answer, where were you when I made these things? Where were you when I set this, when I did this boundary, where were you when the sons of all of these things and, and God laid it out. Job couldn't even have a like, Oh, what, mm. who, and what God was saying, who are you to challenge me? Who are you? You are a dust. You are a speck of sand. 
I made you. You didn't make me. I know everything. I see everything. I hear everything. But better yet, I know the plans that I have for you. I know the thoughts that I have for you. I know the vision that I have for you. They're not to harm you, but to give you a hope in a future. I never said that it wasn't going to hurt, but I'm not trying to harm you. But your perspective and your viewpoint and the vantage point that you're looking at, sometimes you're looking on the surface level and you're and God is trying to say, if you would just come up to where I'm trying to show you, it's going to require a different level of faith. That's what he's producing in you right now. A level of faith. God will do it. It's already done. I, I just have to, I'm walking in it. The more I'm obedient, the more, the more progress, the more momentum. One yes will, will lead you into a whole momentum of things. Just one yes. Yes, Lord, I'll start the podcast. I didn't even know what to say these past couple of days because I'm like, Lord, I don't, I, what do I teach them about? What are you going through? You have an answer for someone. Your voice carries a word for thousands, if not millions of people. And no, they may not listen to it right now, but I guarantee you it'll be there. Do you think people were reading scripture when it first came out? Do you think people were buying Bibles when it first came out? Do you think people were downloading the Version app when it first came out? No, but one person's yes to, I'm going to write this down. The, the epistles and, 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 and Moses and King Solomon and some of the kings and the prophets and the oracles of God that, that has written the scriptures that were inspired by God. They didn't know how many people were going to read it, how we were going to lament on some of these things, how we were going to write the tablets. They were just writing songs. They were writing their, their, their experiences with God on pieces of paper. And so many people abuse it and say, yeah, but a man wrote it. Do you not understand what it's like to truly walk with God and be afflicted? And there's nothing new under the sun, which means we've all, we're all going through a crushing period. And God's saying, this is how they survived it. This is how I am going to be with you. I'm not changing. The approach may seem different, but it's the same outcome. I'm with you. I'll never forsake you. I'm with you. It makes you want to worship Jesus a little bit more. It makes you want to have an undignified worship and praise because of what Jesus endured. He was bred for this. To know what he went through and then it'd be like, oh, they just don't like me on the job. They physically tore flesh from his skin. Metaphorically, we're like, oh, I'm being torn. You just heard me say it. I feel like I'm being torn. Dramatic, probably overdramatic. Because to me, this pain is real. But when I compare myself to what Jesus went through, it's like, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. It's tough. But you're disciplining me. And yet you slay me. I trust you. I can do this. Take the constructive criticism, no matter it's truth or not. I can do this. You don't have to agree with what they're saying. You don't even have to agree with what God is saying. But you still have to yield. You still have to serve. And you still have to love. And you still have to honor. And you still have to do what he's asked you to do. He didn't ask you to agree or to like it. Same with your manager. And that, that's what the messages God is sending me through this woman that I'm dealing with right now in this work setting. You will not like what I'm doing. You will not like what I'm saying. But will you still serve me faithfully without an attitude, without complaint? That's the true test. Because just doing it, 
complaining, mm-mm, that's not pleasing unto God. He's looking at the attitude and the heart posture. Can I, can I elevate you? Can I promote you? You think going to a new level of promotion doesn't require a sacrifice? Oh, baby, it's a sacrifice. I've talked about recently, and I was explaining to my brother as well, I was like giving up $12,000 a month to receive not even half of that was a sacrifice. To be going through this now where it's like, Lord, I could run away and I could do this. It would be easy. But what good is it to do the easy things? And there's no reward in, in, in doing the easy things. And there's a scripture for that. Matthew chapter 5, verse 46. Um, and I'll do the English standard, for, uh, King James Version. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same? In the English Standard Version reads, For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same. Ugh. And this is loving your enemies. This is the scripture about loving your enemies. Enemies. Your enemies. Um, Verse 45, just one verse above says that you may have sons of your father in, in heaven. That you may be sons of your father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and send rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Do not even tax collectors do the same. And if you greet only your brothers, what are you doing more? What are you doing more than others? Do not even Gentiles do the same? Ugh. It's like, Lord, honestly, and what my manager was trying to to speak to me and so I said, okay, well, what flaws do you have? It's her. I'm not. I'm not pacifying her approach at all. And if, honestly, there's things that's going on. But what the what God is doing through this woman is, is like I'm teaching you how to love those that you deem is unlovable. But it's not about what you think is unlovable. I understand they're difficult. How do you love those that are difficult to love? Will you still will you still do what is right? And again, you can say yes, 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 Lord, until you're blue in the face. But when he comes to test you and you're not getting past this test without getting through it, you're not going to get over this. You have to get through it. Mm. To remain with your heart open at all times and saying, I don't agree with what's going on here. But I will continue to be in good spirits. I will still speak. I will not treat you how you treat me because I will rise above that and I have to live at a different standard. These are things that you have to mentally tell yourself. These are things that you have to coach yourself through. Even dealing with relationships outside of work, relationships that you may be married to someone right now that you feel as though is unlovable. God, what are you teaching me right now through this person? What what, what do they keep saying about me? Huh. And it's so easy to say, you know, don't care about what people think about you. You do. Yes, you do. If you did, why do you have surgeries? Why do you dress a certain way? Why do you smell a certain way? Why don't you just let yourself go? Well, I do it for me. Hmm. Every single time. Why do you work out? I want to be healthy. Healthy for who? For myself. Okay. For what? Why why do you want to be healthy? I just want to be healthy. To do what? I want to live a long life. To do what? Because everybody in this world has to interact with everybody. 
So as much as we say, oh, I, I, I do this for myself, as much as selfish as you think that is, that is a false narrative and it's a lie. You are not existing for you. And more, most of us have tried that and it didn't work out. I've even tried to live for myself and it didn't work out. I'm going to smoke. I'm going to drink. I'm going to have sex with who I want to. I'm going to spend my money here. I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy that. Luxury this. Luxury that. Da, 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 da. And where did that leave me? Right in the same position. Will you give it all away to fulfill my purpose? It's, ooh, this is pain. You want to talk about self-love? Love yourself enough to die for the things of God. If you want to serve God, it will cost you. What is, going to, what is it going to cost you? Your life. Lord, use me. Elevate me. It'll cost you everything. Um, Catherine Kuhlman, she was a general in God's army, a general. This woman walked with such an incredible presence and power of God. The glory of God being revealed through this woman was is unmatched. She's in, oh, in her own lane. <laughs> and she said, young people, I'll tell you, you want to know what it costs. She's like, there's, there's nothing that God has given me that is special. I'm not special to God. You want to know what it costs to be Catherine Kuhlman? She's like, Catherine Kuhlman died a long time ago. You want to know what it costs to be me? It costs me everything. It costs me my life. I can't pop off at you the way I want to. I can't curse you out. I can't, I can't be upset. I can't drink myself to death. I can't cuss you out. And I probably didn't say that about a bunch of different times. I can't hit you. I can't tell you what my inner thoughts are. I can't reveal myself. I can't gossip. I can't complain. I got to take it on the chin. Because God is watching how I deal with this. I can't have dark thoughts and plant murder and evil. And I have to repent against that. I'm like, Lord, I've done probably killed about 16 people in my mind in, 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 in one setting. And I thank you. Look, I thank you that you refrain me from doing that. But even to have that thought, I know that you're still working on me. And he will continue to. The work is not done. It's, it's not going to finish. Because then why would he be God? You know what I mean? Like, what else? The work is not going to finish. There's different things that that he is going to continue to do. You just get better and better and better in your understanding. But it requires you to give up everything. Your kids, even. It's not a mistake that you got married. It's not a mistake that... Um, not everything is God's will, by the way. You have... You 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 do take into account. And he does let you do what you want to do. He will. Absolutely. He lets you do that. It's already been pre-planned, though. So all of the stupid things that you, we do and all the success and all the things that we think is like makes up, it's already been calculated and accounted for. And his ultimate will will be done. You're not walking through this earth without his will being done. I don't know what kind of God y'all think we serve. How, how far you go, how enthralled with God you are truly depends on you. But you're not, you, God will not be mocked. It's already been calculated and done for. And this is where you start to rejoice because it's like truly what you're doing in me. Oh, my Lord, this is not for nothing. 
for me to be on this level and to have this recognition or revelation, Lord, it's you and I'm not going to fight you anymore. And I'm going to stop complaining about what's going on. You've given me strategy. You've given me wisdom, how to deal with people like this. And I have to go in there prayed up and I have to pray for my boss constantly. And I have to pray on the Lord working on my heart and keep me from bitterness and anger and rage and envy and all of these and strife and malice and gossip and all of these things. Keep me from it, Lord, because the offense is easy to be taken. It's easy for me to do into those things. It's easy because it's my first nature. But I've died. I'm not living in my flesh. Prove it. There's going to be situations that are going to make you, huh? that's going to give you an option to revert back to your old ways. Will you take it? What do you think Jesus was being tempted in the wilderness about? You think he couldn't see? Jesus was prophet. Let me not call. He was a a prophet. He was prophetic. He was more than just a prophet. People just stop it from there. But the prophetic ability that Jesus had, you think he couldn't see? You think he didn't know? And this is what he spoke to me in the shower. And this is why I was talking to my, with my brother about even I'm like, it is, I wish that I was on the level right now to say, I'm going to joyfully wash your feet, knowing that you're going to betray me. Ooh, Lord, I am not there yet. But if that is where you want me to be, woof, all right, <laughs> let's go. I hope this is going to be a long one. I hope I'm not going to be in my own way. I hope I'm not going, to, you know what I mean? Like, I hope this doesn't get prolonged because I'm not willing to let things go. Uh, I'd hate to walk around the same mountain. I hate to, to be stuck on this level. I remember Steve Harvey said something. He was like, if you're going through hell, why would you stop? Keep going because you're going to get out of it. If you feel like you're walking through hell in flames and fire and brimstone, why would you stop right there? Keep going. These people have been through something. And your ability to shut up, to listen, to receive, and to persevere makes a difference. Again, you don't have to agree. But this is where I am. This is what the problem is. What do we need to do going forward? And let's keep it moving. I forgive you. You either choose to forgive me or not. That's fine. But I forgive you. And I'm not going to harbor that over you. I'm going to try to treat you with respect and dignity and honor. When you trigger me, it takes me a while to snap back. Because that is not it is not your responsibility of how I respond to the triggers, even though they're coming from you. But it's my responsibility to control my response. If I'm reacting, I'm in my flesh. If I'm responding, you can respond with your spirit. And you don't have to respond with everything. Be guided by the spirit. And that's where a lot of us struggle. And that's where a lot of us come and we meet our demise is we react. And it's hard not to overreact or to because people want you naturally to come down to their level. Mm. Humbling yourself is not coming down to someone's level. Because you won't we, you won't beat them on their level. You're on a higher level than them. They have to come up to where you are. But what can you do? When you humble yourself, you're choosing to, to serve God. Humble yourself, therefore, under the hand of God. And at the right time, he will exalt you. So if God, it's God the one that has placed these people in leadership and authority positions. You have to humble yourself even under that hand because this is the hand of God right now in your life. I know that's hard to process. When you get married, 
your husband, your spouse may be the hand of God in your life right now. Will you humble yourself and will you listen to him? Maybe it's the wife that is the hand of God in the relationship. Will you humble yourself and listen to them? Because this is the hand of God. This is where your blessing is coming from. Is this. Whoever God puts in the leadership position over you, will you humble yourself to hear them and to listen and to take their advice? Because if you don't, you're not fighting that person. You're fighting God. That's why he's not changing them. Because he's going to change you. He's using them. He knows how they are, what their behavior is. Why do you think he put you in that exact environment? And you're going over the same thing that you went through before because you're going to learn the lesson now. And you're going to keep going through it. Yeah, you can quit, go to somewhere else. You're going to come back and learn the same lesson. You can get married again. You're going to go through the same lesson. Why does everyone say that about me? Why? And it's a cycle. Because what is God truly saying? You hear one thing, but what is God saying? And it does take some self-reflection. It does. It truly requires self-reflection to say, you know what? There's some miscommunication going on. We can put that behind us. This is what my intentions are. This is what I'm here for. This is what frustrates me. This is what irritates me. You may not notice that you're doing it, but you are. I want to move forward and put this behind us. When you do this, it makes me feel this way. And again, you may not mean, you may not mean to do that intentionally, but this is where we're at. I can ignore it and I can push past it and I cannot take it personal. I can but it, 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 the response, I don't want, then you have to, you have to explain to them the response may be this and I may shut down and I may retreat. I need to do that to keep my emotions at bay and to keep myself under control. So allow me space to do that. Ooh, the grown up conversations you truly have to have. This is the work of Jesus. This is the life of Jesus loving those and blessing those that call you outside of your name, harming you, saying all kinds of things about you. Again, you don't get reward for loving those that are lovable. You don't get the reward for loving people and and doing things that are easy. There's no reward in that. It's the hard things. That's why you need the anointing, oil, fat. That's why you need a comforter. Why do you think we got a comforter and a teacher? It ain't for nothing. He knew you would go through it, but you have comfort in him. And this is why you retreat to your inner man. This is why you edify yourself. And this is why you, you work to live peacefully above, above through everything and for every relationship is because of this. Lord, I don't want to be a blame for anything, but if, but if there's anything, ah, Lord, forgive me and I will do better. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this word was uplifting, encouraging, empowering, and that it truly begins to transform your mind. Under the sound of my voice, every person that comes into agreement and alignment with what it was said today, may this word not just be fulfilled in your ears, but may you completely be healed. Light be in your situation. Light be in your job, like be in your family, like be within your own body. Today, be healed. Again, thank you for listening.
and I'll see you again on next time at Completely Healed by Planted Not Buried.